When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And we're back. <laughs> oh, if you only knew what went on behind the scenes. Uh, big shout out to Nick Medina. Thanks so much for being a part of what we do here at the Lakers Fast Break. It is, once again, the Lakers Fast Break podcast. We truly appreciate you being part of what we do here. And if you can, give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe. <laughs> Drinking the beer right there. All right, and do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Yeah, drinking helps indeed. In fact, I might need a drink here tonight after what's gone on. Share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and join my second Gerald Glassford because he's logging in control today. It is actually Ox1947, Joe Soro. You can find him at LakersBall.com. Also as well as, of course, you know, if you need your lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today, go ahead and join Simblades. Check out Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet when they're there arguing with each other or going ahead and providing great conversation for the fans. Right out there for you at Lakerholics.com. Our good friends at Who Pets Podcast Network. And if you can support off that, plus, I don't know if I should say this after what went on, but be a part of our playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You never know what you're going to hear. You never know what you're going to see at Lakers Fast Break on playback.tv. Sean has no idea what I mean by that. I'll just keep it right there and we'll go ahead and tell him off air. But if you can, please go ahead and check us out, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, if you can do all that. Plus, go ahead and like, share, subscribe. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us like Courtside Lakers on Instagram. Subscribe to us all over the place. And check out the latest short involving Mr. Sean Grice today, right there for you on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram as well. Well, the Lakers coming off that highway train robbery in Boston head into New York for a back-to-back and the Lakers without LeBron and AD. It's one of those things. They're so mad. Like we saw from Paul George on the Clippers the other week. So mad about what happened. Absolutely so mad. In fact, you know, just fired up LeBron and AD complaining about the refs. So fired up about what's going on. And they're so fired up. They decided to miss the game with some ankle soreness and 
things of that nature once again. And load management strikes again for the Lakers. And as uh, what Sean described in playback, a schedule loss for the Lakers. So we thought because they looked awful in the first half with a 16-0 run, getting out to a 19-point lead for the Nets. But the Lakers came back strong in the third quarter, their best third quarter of the year probably by most standards. They came back and actually took a lead for a good part of the third quarter, unfortunately could not hold it. And then in the fourth quarter, self-destructed like we've seen them do so many times before it looked ugly and it really didn't get any better. And the Lakers, unfortunately lose as the Brooklyn Nets pull away 121 to 104, getting outscored 36 to 22 in the fourth quarter. And here today to take over for me on today's show, good man. Indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out as part of the <laughs> LakersBall.com community. Is your new name Big Stick McGee? Oh, I didn't see it pop up. <laughs> <laughs> it is Joe Soro. And Joe, before I head on out, I wanted to go ahead and mention to everyone out there, don't forget playback.tv tomorrow. And of course, the Knicks in MSG with LeBron and AD. Assuming, you know, I'm assuming that they're you know going to be healthy enough to play in that game they certainly weren't for this game and joe that's all that mattered and that's what the difference was right there in a nutshell yeah it's uh it's a tale of uh random quarters they were stinky in the first good in the second really good in the third stinky again in the fourth I watched the majority of this game on the road in traffic like uh, Sean is in Toronto, except I was in Southern California. It's It was I, – I thought there was a shot where they could steal one here without the big guns, but then Russell Westbrook decided to start playing like Russell Westbrook and pretty much took us down to – oh, and they stopped rebounding where it mattered – I didn't really have any feeling about this game before, and I had a little bit of a feeling during the game when they were up seven, and then after that, it got dashed pretty quickly. And it's a depression. It's a depressing uh, night basketball-wise. It's a depressing everything at this point with the Lakers. Uh, the the moment you think you can get up, get on with your basketball life, you. I, we found out yesterday that the that LeBron and AD weren't playing. I'm still trying to figure out why AD didn't play. Uh, I if we had had AD tonight, I think we win the game. But but that's just you know. Well, actually, Joe, uh, there was a Kyle Goon tweet that said that um, before the game, Darvin Ham said that uh, LeBron has uh, the staff has significant worry about his foot <clears throat> and. And AD's uh, time off was a medical staff decision pre- prior to LeBron's issue. So, so we're at we're at a, a precipice here, or the precipice, as you, as they say. We are now looking at a team that is really not healthy. And I I see I say team is the only have two legitimate starters on this roster two legitimate starters uh, that would start on any team in the NBA that are now likely never going to be 100% this year. And that 
pretty much probably seals the deal on anything going on between now and February 9th. Less a deal that Rob will actually win. Because Rob hasn't won diddly-poo in any trade. He traded three second-round picks for Rui. And Rui is not really – he's pretty fooey, pooey, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> Rui isn't a starter, that's for sure. Yeah, but he, he, he lacks a lot of basic fundamentals. I, I, I will hold myself to what I said before when I first heard about this trade. The first thought in my head was who? And now it's Rui? And it looks poo-y. And that's what it is, guys. For those who are checking in late, the Lakers go down in Brooklyn, which, by the way, is one of the nicest arenas to go to in the NBA. I was there uh, in 2015. At the same time, I went to I went to both New York games that weekend uh, I was there for a film festival that I had uh, produ helped produce that was at a showcase and my wife was with me at the time uh, and we went and saw the Brooklyn game and then my wife had to fly back for for work and then I had to scalp Knicks tickets for the Lakers and I'm proud to say that I saw Kobe Bryant for the last time in Madison Square Garden. And this was before he announced his retirement. So I was very lucky that I did go when I did, because had he announced it before I went, I probably wouldn't have had a chance to get a ticket at that point. So with that, the Lakers go down 121-104. And it, it, again, if, if, if you didn't watch the game, it was... It was a battle of terrible to good, bat terrible to good. Unfortunately, the Lakers were terrible at the end. Uh, I believe they were outscored in the fourth quarter. It, it's just like anything else, uh, Sean. It's it's they make one good play and they make one bad play to even it out, right? So they scored thirty six points in the third quarter to you know take the momentum out right away, and then they get back. 36 points in the fourth and end up really kind of getting blown out towards the end there. Yeah, Joe, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's thinking about what, the, what this game kind of, there was an image that this game could give uh, Lakers fans. I think it came up with one um, since uh, me and Gerald are both uh, basically huge South park fans. Yeah, uh, one word came to mind when uh, we gave up that seven-point lead, and it was Rochambeau. Yeah, he could not be stopped. And I'm sitting here watching the game going, this guy didn't play basically the whole game, and all of a sudden now he looks like Will Chamberlain? Yeah, we're, we were making them look like uh, the Harlem Globetrotters, and we were the Washington Generals for about 35 minutes of this game. Yeah, we played a good 20 minutes, but oh my God, like, honestly. And, you know, we can't concede losses this late in the season just just uh, flippantly. 
It it's it's inexcusable. You can't you can't do it. Even if you made even if you made the argument that you know, well, Sean, it's it's you know it's a back it's a front end of a back to back, and they're both playing Eastern Conference teams. Yada yada yada. Every game matters at this point. It doesn't matter whether it's in the East or the West. We are five games under 500, and every game matters. It doesn't matter whether it's in the East or the West. To me, they all have the same significance, especially when we've dropped so many games against teams we're trying to get ahead of and climb. And, you know, like I said, Joe, you're confused about it, so am I. And the role, like Thomas Bryant played really hard tonight. Like, I feel bad for him tonight. He played really, really hard and he really wanted to win the game. Well, Thomas, Thomas is good for a Thomas Bryant game once a week. He can't do it three times a week, but he can do it that one time a week. And, uh, it, 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 I thought there was something brewing with uh, Westbrook and Winyan Gabriel. I mean, there was a moment there where you scored nine straight points. Yes. And then not too long after that, you started seeing uh, Russell Westbrook start making, I mean, that in, uh, inbounds pass that just, I'm in my car and I'm watching the game and I'm going, what, what, what are you? Where is your, where is the mechanism in here? And all it takes, especially now in the NBA, is one bad play, two bad plays in a row. He's going to do four bad plays in a row. You saw what happens when good, when two steps forward, one step back happens. And a lot of times it's just one step forward, one step back. A lot of times it's one step forward, two steps back. It's, 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 a, it's a freaking line dance. The Lakers should be called the Los Angeles line dancers. <laughs> okay, I just made that up. It just came to my head. And I'm not a country music fan, and I've never line danced. I've seen it happen. I've seen it be performed. And that's what they do, right? They, they, they dance in lines. And I, I, don't, I don't know what else. And this, this, you know, the irritation of watching Patrick Beverly exist is, is it's, it's gotten enough. <laughs> I don't want to look at him. I... I had a hard enough time watching him the three, maybe four times a year that I would see him, okay? I don't want to see Patrick Beverly every day. I don't. As a Laker fan, I, I, I also want to uh, agree with my uh, fellow friend here and say, you know, I don't want another 31 games of Pat Bev. I've seen enough. Enough's enough. We've we've seen we've seen enough, and it didn't help that Schroeder went two fifteen. Uh, I was very surprised that he couldn't make a shot to save his life. Troy Brown Jr. had seventeen rebounds tonight, but it's you know I I, I just I, it, it felt it felt like it was for nothing. You know you got a you got a guy that got you got Lonnie Walker who played twenty two minutes and had had a negative twenty five, a minus twenty five, plus minus. 25. We do not have any starters other than AD and LeBron in this game. And when I found out yesterday that they weren't going to play, my initial thought was we were going to lose. And then they they did give me a little hope during the second and third quarter. But 
then these guys are not equipped to play 48 minutes a game and be consistent game in and game out. Darvin Ham struggles with rotations. He struggles with controlling the tempo and controlling the emotions of the team. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, shell shaky <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. You oh, know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. <laughs> Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe, but me and Gerald were talking on uh, playback about how you know, I think it's a fair criticism to say that he tends to overanalyze what he's seeing and not stay in focus on what actually is going on. He's saying he's paying too much around to the scenery and not what's actually going on around him at times. You know, not uh, not understanding when you guys are, are fatigued. Like when the Lakers were, were up 60 to 58, when they missed that shot, Ham should have immediately taken the timeout, right? But he didn't. And the Nets went on a 7-0 run there, and that's when he took the timeout. And not not uh, figuring out, oh, Doncic has five fouls. Brown has five fouls. Let's go at them. I mean, for, for God's sakes, Brown had 21 points on five fouls on Saturday night. That's inexcusable. Again, the Lakers drop another one, 121-104 against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Zangerstein, I gotta. I'm sorry, it's been taking a minute here to 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 get to you. You've been you've been posting some really good information here. So, why was Lonnie Walker the four (laughs) on a four guard rotation? I think a lot of the reasons why Darvin Ham plays the guard heavy lineups is because. Most of the lineups that they're playing against are shooting type players. Shooting type players, meaning all these guys are doing are staying behind the three point line, and then they'll do their slashing here and there. So you can't put Wenyan, you can't put Thomas Bryant. Definitely can't put Thomas Bryant. Can't obviously bring in Damon Jones to play any of these positions. You're not equipped to have a big lineup really unless AD is playing because he has the ability to clean up some things. So then at that point, if you do want to send some of the guys out there that are not maybe vertical, that are, let's say horizontally challenged, you at least have some backup with AD in the back. The Lakers don't have a, a margin of error, even when AD and LeBron are playing. It's only that the, the team does not have one guy, other than AD and LeBron, that can take over a game or consistently play a certain way of basketball night in, night out. That's how you judge a starter and how you judge a non-starter. 
Now, I'm not saying just because you're a starter, you're going to be a star. No. But within a team concept, let's say someone like uh, Caldwell Pope or or Kyle Kuzma or or Caruso, I'm going to use those guys because that's recent guys that have played in those types of positions that were starters. The reason why those guys are the type of players that would work is because they at least did one thing consistently week in and week out. Kuzma, we wanted him to be Richard Lewis. At least that's what I always said. He had the build of Richard Lewis, but he can't shoot really consistently, but got really no. good at defense. KCP, not really always going to make the shot, but he always played defense. Caruso wasn't a sniper, wasn't a guy that's going to hit a mid-range, but he was consistent on defense. You, see, you get where I'm going, guys? You get yep. what was consistent? Their defense was consistent, game in, game out. You never really saw them get manhandled in that department. We so, don't have anybody there. Yeah, no, Joe. So I just I just posted something for everybody just to take a look at. And if you look at uh, right now, our current record as we sit 13th in the uh, West is uh, 23 and 28. We have an 8.8% playoff probability less than 10% chance to make the playoffs well the just problem based, just based on the numbers you know so it, it's been a funky year it's been a topsy turvy year in the western conference that's partially why we've been able to basically hang on and why the fan base hasn't completely uh hit the eject button on the season yet, but they're running out of runway again. I, t- I mean, Gerald talked about this last year. It's just when you run out of runway, man, you know what happens to that plane. Can't take off no matter how hard it tries. Just the physics aren't possible. Well, 11 days away from kind of putting some things officially down on, on paper. We, if, if, the Lakers are likely not going to make a move, at least not a significant move. Uh, Rob does not know how to win a trade. And he can't even even out a trade. I don't know what decisions need to be made after February 9th, other than hoping that LeBron and AD taking a game off every week is going to eventually benefit them towards the end of the year, which is what it sounds like they're trying to do. They're, they're hoping, they're probably looking at the standings and saying, you know what, we're only a couple of games behind the play-in. Let's just get there at when it matters. We'll, maybe we'll ramp it up the last two weeks, which is a terrible, absolute terrible mindset to have. I would prefer, if your body can make it, it makes it. If you run and you don't make it, you're screwed either way. Okay, you might as well give it a shot and see if you can hope your body will last. And if your body can't last, then there needs to be some serious discussion about your pay. (laughs) If you guys are going to continue to take $40 million a year, then you guys need to be available. But that culture in the NBA just doesn't seem to want to connect with that. So that's a discussion for another time. I know we've talked about that at nauseum. At this point, 
I don't know what to expect tomorrow other than maybe LeBron trying to play a little extra because he's playing in Madison Square Garden, which to me has been uh, about as insignificant a a aura in, in, in years. Who gives a crap? The Knicks suck. They've sucked for practically 30 years. It's a building that's at this point in time, and, and it is the best building to watch an amazing basketball game in. It is the Mecca, but a lot of that Mecca has now been mystique rather than in the moment. Agreed. And I think AD needs to evaluate what he really wants to do this year. And if if he continues to want to just do what he's been doing, because I was more irritated the fact that he wasn't playing. A lot of the reasons why in Boston we couldn't probably pull away if you take away the fact that we got bent over in that game is the fact that he didn't have enough energy to do a couple of AD things to probably close that game. This stuff is just, it's getting, it's just, I, I it's a repeat. It's a, it's a broken record. I, 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 you had two months off. Why did you need another day off? If you need another day off after you off two months, then you should just, just go home. Just stay home. Stop playing this year. Then get ready for next year at that point, because What's the difference? What's the difference if you stop now versus in two months? Well, maybe you might stay healthy for next year. Likely not. But none of this stuff makes sense. And it's an energy zapper. And I I don't know. I don't know whether to be happy or sad or anything. This is probably one of the more bipolar seasons I've ever witnessed. I'm becoming bipolar because of it. And I'm not even clinically sick of anything in my life. I don't have anxiety issues. I don't have stresses in my life other than basic stress that helps work and helps, you know, things like that. Like I don't get stressed about stuff. I just, I don't have that kind of thing. So what is it now? What well, the Lakers are turning me into some kind of case where I need to go talk to a shrink. What's going on here? Tell me, Sean, help me here. Yeah, you know what, Joe? I I think uh, what we're going through here is is a little bit of what do you call that? That you know, split personality. Is that in one aspect we want to separate ourselves from from watching this Armageddon, but we can't look away either. Both both good it, movies, it, by the way. <laughs> I mean, Armageddon was kind of cheesy, but you know, but, perfect Hollywood so, movie, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it just and it feels it feels like yeah, it, 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 it like this team has has this. It, it's almost like it's very similar ingredients to different recipes on the same like bowl of. That's what it is, though. So we need, to, we, we need to figure out something here. We need to figure out, is there a purpose in this? Is there a purpose in our life? Audience, Z, Eduardo, Gary, uh, <laughs> Blue, tell us, tell us what it is that keeps you coming back. I hope it's our dialogue and our entertainment because that's all I really honestly... Sean, and I, I've been watching Laker games religiously for a very long time. When I moved to Southern California and was able to watch them on regional channels instead of just national channels, 
Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Lakers or listening on the radio. It, it's some in some capacity in those two media mediums for 25 years and more than that. And I I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling watching mediocrity and it's, it's choice mediocrity. If they were, if, if, if Russell Westbrook was playing not like Russell Westbrook, it would be a little easier to deal with, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to watch what will be a first ballot hall of famer. Who's really not finished. Like he's not finished. He's physically able, but he's such a mental midget. You know what this it's, you know it just what, doesn't, it doesn't is, make you enthusiastic to watch the games. This is Joe. This is Russell Westbrook's dog day afternoon, man. This is his burnout. This is, this is it happening. It's happening slowly, but this is his dog day afternoon. Eventually, that that another good movie, by the way. Oh my god! <laughs> not talked about enough, in my opinion. But I digress. Anyway, yeah, he's just he's been so hard done by his whole career. Like he's played with that chip on his shoulder, and look, man, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder myself personally. So I respect that in another individual because it, it 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 does it it builds character, it cre- it creates uh, an intensity to either want to better yourself or better your situation or better your family's situation. I, I've I've found that it it's worked for me, and I've seen it's worked for other people. So I understand that mentality. But eventually, you know, if you don't, you know what, Joe. You got to humble yourself sometimes or, or understand before you understand to become humbled, life will humble you. One or the other happens. Uh, life. What you hope in it, what you hope is as a, as a wise person, you understand where you have up and you understand that it just comes back to bite. you If you're, if you don't humble yourself, I will get to that in a second, but I want to give Z another shout out. Z, you use the word volatile. That's a great word to describe the LA Lakers because what is volatile in today's society? And I'm going to use this example and you guys will totally agree. For those of you who invest in crypto, that's a volatile world, right? I feel like the Lakers are the crypto of the nba right now they are so just it's like they go down and down and then they go up a little bit then it's down and they go up it's just a constant fall with a little bit of up and then constant fall so that is that is the best example i can think of of who they are and there's really nothing anyone is doing about it and I think that's probably why I'm, I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I think so, Z. I think it's even riskier. What, 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 what's interesting is you get humbled only enough before you got to start looking in the mirror and going, dude, am I not preparing myself better? Am I not training better? Am I not learning better? Am I not reading enough better? 
Am I not executing the job or whatever relationship you're in better? At some point in your life, you need to start understanding that there are certain things you need to either fix, adjust, or throw out. Because I'm not good enough or I was really, really awful at my job the other day. And my boss told me it was awful. And I told him to go to hell. And he told me to go home. And now I'm thinking that he was right. Like stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's little stuff that helps you along the way. And and it makes you a better person. I think what makes you a better person, it's as about as subjective as anything else that you would judge something that a person does on. I always use the same example. I'm probably the devil when you go to an Amish community, right? <laughs> but in my neighborhood, they love me here, right? <laughs> so, or a strict Catholic. I grew up, I'm, I'm Catholic. So a, a strict Catholic, I've had discussions with those who are very Catholic and they'll giggle when I tell them, hey man, I go to church only during the holidays. And they're like, you know, you can tell <laughs> yeah. like, you know? So the humbleness, <laughs> I, I think the Lakers have humbled themselves to the point of, or been humble, let's say, Rob, Jeannie, have been humbled enough to say, Jesus, all right, we're humbled. Now we got to do something about this because we can't handle it anymore. It's 2023. It seems like they're thinking about 2027 and 2029 a lot. And at this point, you're not realizing you have one of the all-time greats, as in there's probably only four other guys that are better than him. That's it. You could put that in the bank. There are only four guys that you can argue that are better than him that's ever laced up the, 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 the shoes. And then you have a guy, yeah, soft, but he's still there. Maybe just put something together here so that you can let this guy play 60 games a year and still let him benefit this. But we don't have those, we don't have those kind of decision makers. We don't have those people that can, that can create that. And I think that's the part where I think as a Laker fan, we've been humbled that we're just, we're just, we just don't have the right people calling the shots. Well, I, I, I saw, I saw something today that was, um, kind of very illustrative of kind of who Russell Westbrook is in 2023. He was, he was walking up to, uh, I believe it was the uh, arena and uh, a little girl had a Lakers Jersey with his name number on it, had a Sharpie, asked him for an autograph, didn't even look at her and walked through the door. I'm sure that it, I'm sure that when you're famous, as long as Russell Westbrook has been, those moments probably happen to a lot uh, where you just don't want to sign anything or whatever. But because it's Russell Westbrook and he is enigmatic, you're and he bothers you. He bothers me in in terms of basketball. 
His attitude in general. I mean, so uh, Z just no, Joe. I I normally agree with you if that was an adult or perhaps uh, maybe a maybe an adolescent young adult, but a little kid. I, I you know I you can take you can take ten seconds out of your day to do that for a little kid. I I, I think that's just it 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 goes to you know how someone perceives their time is more valuable than other people's, which is wrong. Your time is not more valuable than mine. Westbrook's time isn't more valuable than yours or mine or anybody else's on here. And it it, it also goes to, uh, you know, humanity because humanity goes both ways. So, I mean, she she was very respectful and polite and, uh, you know, just to ignore somebody like if it was just somebody like me or you, I would understand. But for 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 a little kid that that's. You know, there are rules to this game, you know. You um, try not to ignore little kids and old ladies. It's it's a tough it's a tough one. I you make a great point and it, it adds to the Westbrook personality. And this is just something we have to endure here probably for the next three months. Yeah. Next three months. Uh, because I don't, I'm not assuming anything's going to happen here in the next 11 days. It's just, it's just something we have to just hang in there and deal with, which is a, a depressing part in itself too. Uh, the Lakers are likely going to let the a $47 million contract expire with nothing in return, which means they're probably losing about seven, eh, about $14 million off that, depending on who they sign at the end of the year as well. It's, it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad spot. It's a bad spot. And, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think at, at this point, we're probably going to be mentioning it every show or every other show until the season's over. And uh, tonight, uh, tonight, the Lakers lost their 16th game, I believe, on the road already and lost 121-104 to Brooklyn. Uh, looking at uh, Rui Hachimura's line, it wasn't bad. Did score 16 points. Uh, Thomas Bryant led the team with 18 and nine rebounds. Uh, Westbrook uh, flirted with a triple double, but uh, that that's another thing where if you're looking at 39% shooting on a night, if you had just shot 45%, probably win the game. Mm-hmm. And as far as numbers wise, you, you, you know, the numbers made sense here on why they lost. They were 62% from the free throw line. They had 37 free throw attempts. Okay. 37. That is 18 more free throws in their building, in Brooklyn's building, and you still couldn't win. It's and it wasn't bad calls either. It was no. a lot of aggressiveness, a lot of legit like the refs had actually a good night tonight. But it's it's not – it's just bad. They're a bad team. They're a bad team when they're bad. They're good when they're good, but they're never good for 48 minutes. We have to, we have to just sit here and stew in it and hope to, that we can entertain the crowd enough to where we can continue riding this until things change. So uh, uh, a fan tonight in Brooklyn – attended tonight's game, and then left. But before he left, he 
he left a poster on his seat. And the poster was regarding Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, who all missed tonight's game. That's four of the premier players in the NBA who decided, for whatever reason, when KD's legitimately injured, but the other three decided, yeah, we're going to take the night off. So let's talk about so that, he, guys. He, so the kids, the kids poster had a picture of all four of them that said, load management equals rip-off, shorten the season. Well, if you shorten the season, you're 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 rewarding seventy two games. I think that's reasonable. I I would not. Matter of fact, I would add two more games to the schedule, oh, okay, so that you can have every team play each other four times. I believe you can do that with a thirty two. I'm sorry, a 30, uh, 30 team uh, league. I have to I have to confirm that hundred percent. I don't know that exactly, but. Uh, I've been pushing for a regional, more regional schedule. I think they could do that by year. I I, I really like that. You play the Southwest, mo, you know, not just once. You play them twice a year in the East, and maybe you don't play the Atlantic Division uh, that whole year. I would like, love to see that poster. Is there a visual of it online? I want that poster on my wallpaper. I can that throw is, it together. I now, think. this is a beautiful thing. And this is, folks, this is why I love Sean Grice. Okay? Sean Grice gets it. John Gr- Sean Grice has a delivery that I, that's engaging. This is the kind of stuff I like to watch. It's like I like to hear. This is proof for those of you who are listening that we are not the only ones. There is something brewing here, and we need to continue to feed this fire. These guys are making 40 and 50 and some will be making 60 million a year and they're not showing up. KD is legitimately injured. I understand that. Where was Ben Simmons? Where was Anthony Davis? I'll give a little bit of leniency to LeBron. 20th year, even though it's still a B move on my part. I'm, I'm, I'm stretching it there. I'm kind of being a hypocrite, but I'm giving him a little bit of an opening. Opening. Where is Ben Simmons? Is he playing Call of Duty at home while oh, making wow. $35, 40000000 million a year? Where is AD? AD, you had two months off. Two months. That's one-third of the year. That's one-third of the regular season. Why are you taking days off two games in? It's unacceptable. I want that poster, and I want to start promoting that thing everywhere we go. And I want Ben Simmons to be the poster boy of, I got to say the right word, irrelevancy. You're an irrelevant star. Irrelevant. And I want you to know this. And don't hide behind some fake mental lapse or whatever. Am I being insensitive in those cases? Of course, somebody's going to interpret that. But it's an injustice to those who actually do have that problem. Okay? You're you're mentally not focused enough to not come play for an entire year because of your back. You barely show up the next year. Okay? And as soon as you start to stink after you kind of played well the first couple months, 
All of a sudden, now you don't want to play anymore because now the pressure's on you again. The New York media's on you going, hey, Ben Simmons sucks. Oh, now he's going to retreat back into his, his turtle shell, right? However, he wasn't mentally hurt. I'm going to use that word. I don't want to use any other word but that. Mentally hurt to make a grievance to go get his $20 million when he didn't play last year. He had enough mental fortitude, mental capacity to go get money that he didn't freaking earn. He had to get up, shower, get dressed, go to a lawyer's office. Does that sound like somebody who's troubled? This could go into another direction, but I'm going to keep it at sports. Yes. <laughs> uh, you guys, I'm going to – I love anyway, – I, 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 The point is, the point is, ladies and gentlemen, after all this man just said that, after all this man just said, he would still trade Russell Westbrook for that problem and a first-round pick, believe it or not, because that's what we're dealing with in this situation. I would trade Ben Sim. I would trade Russell Westbrook for Ben Simmons and a first to us, and then sit Ben Simmons on the bench and let him play like a eight or nine player because that's what he is to me. He's an eight nine player at this point. You make get that first round pick, make it thirty five million. You're talking about an unprotected first round pick. We need those right so that we can yeah. maybe we can then go do something. So to me, I'm looking at it from a. I'm more, we're already dealing with Russell Westbrook. To me, Russell Westbrook may not be a mental midget like this guy, because they're both mental midgets, but this is a different kind of mental issue. This is a quitter's mental uh, issue. Westbrook is not a quitter. He just He's just a buffoon. He's a buffoon when it matters. So now I'd rather change this guy who, who doesn't even want to show up. Cool. Go. Go play uh, Super Mario Brothers. Go do that for a living. Okay, or go just buy him out at that point, which is dumb. I wouldn't do that either. But it's just it's gotten to the point where there's not enough pressure on these guys. No one is saying anything of any significance in the league. No one. Okay, no one is saying anything. Adam Silver has been scared stiff for some weird reason this last couple of years to do anything with any authority. He needs to get out of this. He needs to get out of it now. Okay, go tell Michelle Roberts. Go tell her while you're having your dinners every couple weeks on Park Avenue and go, Michelle, you need to start telling your people they need to be available because the next CBA is coming. You want guaranteed contracts? Your boys better start playing. And if they're not going to play, I am going to be talking about non-guaranteed contracts. Well, here's the thing, Joe. Um, so the last time the uh, NBA re-upped with uh, the TV networks, it was a $2 billion deal. And that contract expires in 2024-2025. So, you're looking at possibly uh, a CBA interruption. Possibly. Then you're looking at uh, maybe a hardline negotiation or maybe not, because, I mean, it just seems like money's flow, flowing like wine these days with TV contracts, so who knows. But then you got a hardline uh, contract with the, these TV networks. He's got a lot of fingers and a lot of pies. We've had this talk before. It doesn't sound like it's going to matter. The end game here is we're watching, even through this crap show. 
And we're going to continue to watch because we have a show to produce, a show that people want to watch and listen to, and a show that I'm sure we all enjoy doing. Uh, that's how they know they. That's how I know they got us by the by the shortened curlies. It's just. It's just. There's no other way to look at it. So we could sit here and yap for the next two years until that deal is done. The end of the day is they know we're watching. As long as we're watching, it doesn't matter how much we complain. Okay, it doesn't really matter. It's going to have to co- probably come down to the, the the certain players just saying, "I'm tired of having hearing this all the time," or something like that. I don't know. We have to. There has to be people not showing up. It has to be that way. I don't know how. I don't know how that could take place. I haven't been to a Laker game in three years. I've never had that drought ever in my life up until three years ago. Joe, when's the last Laker game you went to? I can't even remember. I think it was 2019. It was 2019. And it's sad because I used to I used to love it was one of those exciting parts. It was the only time, other than going to Universal Studios, that I loved coming into LA. I'm coming into I would be driving to 60 from the Inland Empire here in Southern California. You'd get into that 60, and then all of a sudden it turns into the 10. The 10 is not too far along to Figueroa and 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 st- basically two miles from Staples off the exit. Once you got there, it was like you found parking and then you're ready to go and you saw Staples Center and everything and you're ready to go watch the game and you're excited after they won and you're, you know, I mean, it was an event, man. It used to be an event. Now it's a morgue. It's a morgue. That whole city is a morgue of just destitute and just, slop seems like it's just the that the media portray and again we're digressing here but the media portrays is very wealthy and very homeless well it's just like most uh badly run countries you either have the elite or the non-elite so the lakers have taken on the image of their town they've taken on the image there is no middle there is a a lebron and ad and then there's trash. Not as people. No one on the Lakers team are trashy people. But I want to make this very clear. I have, I'm sure Russell West, I've heard Russell Westbrook's a great family man. Kudos to you, even though that shouldn't be something you celebrate. That's that's something you're supposed to do. But I sure, I'm sure he's a good good man outside the court. I'm sure all these men are great outside the court. Even Patrick Beverly. I'm talking basketball. Because I don't get into personal stuff. I don't, give a, I don't care what these guys do outside of the court. I'm watching basketball. I care about what they do on the court. Okay? And stuff that revolves around the court. Like not smiling after you just lost the Celtics in the locker room. Russell Westbrook. So it's, it's just not – everything has been zapped. I think that's the only word that kind of came to mind when I was talking about this earlier today. I go, everything's zapped. There's no enthusiasm, anything involving the Lakers anymore and, 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 and that aura that it used to have. It's a dead town with a dead team and dead management. And you have a couple of stars there that are not dead, but they're not alive either, really. They're not always alive. It's fluttering. That's what it is. It's a, it's a fluttering. It's fluttering superstars. So the Lakers fall. 
to the Brooklyn Nets, 121-104. Game high, Thomas Bryant with 18 and 9 rebounds. Um, Shout out to the Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. I just don't want to play that song today. (laughs) Oh, man. I used to play that song all the time growing up. Um, yeah, oh, it's a great song. I just I can't get my my eye off this Lonnie Walker stat of minus, minus twenty five. Yeah, he's so, look look. Here's here's the deal. He uh, uh, Gerald Gerald pointed this out during uh during uh, our conversation. He should be involved in any deal that we make. Any deal that you make has to involve him because he's better on another team than he is with us. Another team could use his scoring. Uh, his defense is terrible, but you know if you're if you're a fledgling Eastern Conference playoff team, you probably don't care about his defense as much as his offense. So I think any trade the Lakers make moving forward has to involve Lonnie Walker. What do you think, Joe? Well, you have to because you're not likely going to resign him. So he's got six million dollars there that you can use package with Patrick Beverly, almost $20 million. When you look at Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, and Pat Bev, you're talking $66 million that you can get back and keep at the very least after this year. And should you need an asset, you have it. But that's going to mean repeater tax, which means we're playing – we're playing this game with no legs and no arms because you don't want to sign anyone long-term after this year. <laughs> you don't want to trade Russell Westbrook, which means you're going to lose forty most of that $47 million. You're not going to trade anything with your packaging without an elite player. Which one are you going to do? What then are you going to do? If you do nothing, it's equally as bad as doing something. You might as well do something. It doesn't. It doesn't work at this at this point. The NBA, if it wants to, if it cares about the product, which I don't even know if people give a crap like we do. But and even again, I'm going to say it again. We give a crap, but we still not doing anything about it. The only way this can be fixed is if millions and millions of people like us stop watching. Mm. We turned it into the NHL in the 2000s. That's when things would change. That's it. But we're stuck here. We're stuck here. I always said, you know, the Steelers, uh, when the rules of the NFL got so heavy, I mean, those those quarterback late hits that are not late hits or roughing the passer calls, it is exhausting to watch a guy roll the quarterback into a sack and still get called for that and not absolutely go nuts. Uh, I got to, I got to, I got to give props to coach Dayball, New York jet, New York giants. He is the only coach that I have seen this year that has actually like blew a gasket more than once, because if I was coaching, I would, I would be, I mean, it would be all over the ref. Like seriously, like really what, what, what do you want me to do? What Patrick Mahomes last night, they were running to get him to stop. And it's like, how do you stop your momentum? Are you just going to stop? If you stop, he's going to run for more yards. It's just. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Joe. Yeah, so, yeah. Look, tomorrow we got the Knicks. Uh, and I was telling Gerald, it 
just because they sat out tonight doesn't pretend to mean anything tomorrow night. The Nick the Knicks are a quality team. It's not like it's not like you're gonna walk into Madison Square Garden and think you're gonna punk the Knicks. That's that's that shouldn't be the attitude. And if it is, I think it'll come back and bite them in the ass. Uh, you know, LeBron may go off for 40, 45 tomorrow, but it won't matter unless we get a W. They need we need to stack wins. It's called stacking wins. It's four wins in a row. Then maybe you lose two. Then you win five of six. And then you win three in a row after that. That's what they need to start doing. If they don't start doing that, Joe, within the next 12 games, it's over. It's over. So you tell them, Sean. You so tell to them. Me, to me, the next the next 12, game, 12 games are pivotal. You need to win at least at least nine of them. You need to go nine and three over this next 12. Unfortunately, I don't see the Lakers committing week in and week out the rest of the way. Because at that point in time, right now we're, we're, we're 23 and 28. So that's 51 games at that point in time. It'll be 63 games. You basically have 20 left. If you're still five and a half, Six games out, and you're still in 13th place. It's over. It's over. I think it's starting to get close, and it's going to be after the deadline. If the Lakers don't improve this team, they need after, to. After after February 9th, it doesn't matter what prognostications we put together to say this is what we need to do to win. It's not going to happen because they're not mentally. I mean, LeBron. Is there when he's there, but there's no one really backing him up. And he has to just kind of to keep to keep the morale going, he has to kind of scale back and he can't he can't ruffle the feathers. He can't go on TV. He doesn't have that personality to go on TV and say, Well, Anthony Davis needs to be playing tonight. Kobe Bryant would have done it. Michael Jordan would have done it, but that's a different era, different time. People then basically took it nowadays no one takes jack crap and this isn't you know the nba has always had prima donnas has always had guys that were sensitive to things but the difference between now and then is they dealt with it you know they dealt with management being jerks to them scotty pippen being one scotty pippen was was belligerent with management but he still was there right if it was in any other era uh ahead of it scotty pippen would have been traded right um, heck, I remember Hakeem Olajuwon. I remember he almost was. He almost he, was right, he was but the reason traded for Sean Kemp, and the reason why he wasn't was because you, Michael oh Jordan. Oh my likely, God, Sean Kemp and Michael Jordan. Good, good night. I good, I don't know if that would that might have worked between ninety. Well, I might that would have worked with anybody. Actually, it doesn't really matter. But it's it's not. It, it doesn't look good. I'm starting no. to feel. I'm starting to feel like that game. That that we had against Atlanta in Atlanta last year was the Boy, I'm like not going to make that much of a difference. Honestly, thirty four. Uh, yeah, I mean, your thoughts? Should they go after Boyan? Throw a number well, one. Well, I, I was reading an article today that from the um, NBA Central, and it was from the Detroit Free Press that said that uh, they the Pistons actually view Bogdanovich as part of their core. 
moving forward. Of course they're going to say that, my friend. Yes, exactly. So I don't think, I don't think that's the case. Somebody's I I'm with Gerald. I, I, we both called this. Somebody's going to bite and offer a first for him. It's going to happen to all. It takes a sucker to catch a sucker. Always remember that. That's one of the 48 laws of power. It takes a sucker to catch a sucker. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, do fall with a terrible fourth quarter, 121 to 104. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys before we head on out tonight is Rui Hashimura. And again, a lot of people out there, we need to give him like seven, ten games look-see before we decide whether or not what our opinions are. But I really think that, you know, tonight was not a good look for him. It's not just the missed shots, the missed free throws. To me, it's about the fact that he does not play a very uh, unselfish game of basketball. Several times, you can see the ball is given to him, and there are individuals open in the Lakers' offense, whether in transition or in the half court, and just did not – he doesn't even look. doesn't even bother looking, and it's just going to go ahead and find his own shot. Joe – Sean, as I did within playback, we talked about it, you and I, but Joe, I want to hear your thoughts on Rui. When you see a player that, like you said, he he's okay. If he's going to be selfish, he better go ahead and get you a, a lot as far as off the bench or productivity wise, even when he was starting tonight. Tonight, he just didn't get it done. And again, that's that, that mindset is kind of concerning as far as good team basketball is concerned. I see phases of team good team play throughout the game but like we discussed at the beginning of the show there's this bipolarness Jekyll and Hyde focus and Darvin Ham can't seem to wrangle that in like that's the kind of game where I would remember if Rui was being selfish it's that's the part in the game where Phil would call a timeout come up, put his hands on his waist and go, he'd be in your ass. And he, you know, and that's, there's not enough of that. You got to wake up some of these guys. These guys, some of them do want to get coached. And the defense is the same thing. They were playing really good defense in the third quarter. You know what the problem is? You know what the problem is, Joe? I'll tell you what the, what the, what the problem is. All right. The problem today is that there is a system in place in which men, and I mean men, want to be able to discipline their guys, their way, the way they know it needs to be done. 
And it just doesn't happen that way. And let me tell you why that is. It's because of two reasons. One, a lot of these men are young men. And without a lot of life experience, they whine and they moan. Oh, I didn't like the way he talked to me. And management ends up hammering coaches who don't deserve the hammer. But in an otherwise situation, it has to be done. So let me ask you this. What about an older player when they do the same thing? Chris Paul. Well, when's the last when, Yeah, when, usually when that ha- – look what happened the last time that really spiraled out of control. What happened with Allen Iverson? Sat his ass down and they sent him home. It, it usually doesn't happen with 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 uh, an older player like that. It, it it's 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 the it's the culture, Gerald. It really is. It's the culture we live in. The pacification of these young men and their feelings, and rather than dealing with the reality of life, that you know sometimes you're gonna have to do things that you don't want to do. But that's part of the job. That's what you signed up for. Nobody, nobody, nobody put any, nobody put any emphasis on you not performing your job. You decided to walk in and do it voluntarily. So there, there are expectations and there are responsibilities that come with that when you sign your name and you volunteer to do a job. Am I wrong, Mister Sorrow? No. You're not wrong. And the only way to solve this problem is taking their money away. So if you want an immediate answer to how do you scare these guys into playing when they're supposed to, is once that new deal is done in 2025, the owners are going to have to get together with Adam Silver and go, all right, guys, I just spent $4 billion on the Phoenix Suns. Ballmer spent $2 billion on a team that was only worth $700 million. I want my guys playing, and I want it guaranteed that they're going to play when they're supposed to play. You're injured, you're injured. We, we, we've seen injured players in our lifetime. You know when they're injured. They roll, roll an ankle. They go for a shot. Their shoulder hurts. Now we're we're getting ready to – Four more days in the morning. We're getting ready. Okay, cool. I'm going to go to work at 9. I'm going to be home by 5. Game starts at 6.30. Cool. All right. Then all of a sudden, two swings by, and I get an alert on my phone, and it says LeBron, AD, whomever, Durant, Ben Simmons is out for tonight's game due to lower leg ex- – I mean, I was going to go another way with this, but I'm just going to keep it at that. Lower waist mm-hmm. issues. Pop is the original sin here. They do this in Pop, baseball, Pop, right? Pop is the apple of this. They, they do this in baseball, right? We've accepted it in baseball. Why? Why do we accept it in baseball? I don't know. I don't know. However, you also have 25 players on a baseball team. Okay. And in the NBA, you are a star-studded league. 
your starters, your one or two starters are the attraction. And when you don't have that, and you don't have that, uh, that player that actually makes a difference, it changes the whole team. It does. The team doesn't play as well, obviously. And more than that is, I don't, I, I, it's I, like, I, I want to like, no hold, hold sorry Joe it's like if you went to a, a a play on Broadway and you wanted to see the the uh actors performers in their original roles and one of the and two of them get replaced by their replacements that's what that's like yeah. everybody is disappointed immediately so the ticket sales on that let's just say Matthew Broderick and I can't remember who the other guy was for the producers. I always remember from the birdcage. No, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. So Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick, probably the greatest theater producer actors ever. No one's like likely going to argue that, right? Okay, you're about to go. That's a good example, by the way, Sean. So you're about to go. Hey, man, I'm in New York. I just traveled from California. I'm going to go see the producers. I love Matthew Roderick. He's Ferris Bueller, Nathan Lane, Birdcage. Love him, right? All of a sudden, you've got, obviously, they're not going to bring nobody. So let's say they bring in Bruce Campbell, who I like. I don't know. Uh, uh, give me a David actor. Caruso. How about there you David go. Caruso? Yeah, okay. David yeah. Caruso. Okay. I like both those guys. I like David Caruso and in, in, in CSI Miami. Okay. What 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 happens then? Do you get a cheaper ticket? Do they re- refund you the money? Hey, you know what? This is a second tier casting. Bruce Campbell, David Caruso. We're gonna knock down that 150 bucks that you spent down to 70. Okay. Thank you. No, I gotta do that. Maybe it's not gonna do that. Did that poor guy at the Brooklyn game? Did they get discounted their tickets? Because I'll tell you what, when I go to the theater and the movie sucks, they'll give me my money back. When you go to the theater, like an Edwards or a Regal, if you go in there and you're like, hey, man, I saw Geely, and my God, this was trash. I want my money back. You guys want me to come back? Yeah, 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 here. I've never done that, by the way, ever, because I'm too embarrassed to do that, which is weird because I don't get embarrassed by things, but I just feel like that's a weird, like, hey, I just – ate all your food. It reminds me of that uh, Fast Time at Ridgemont High scene where the guy ate all his food and said, hey, this food sucked. Can I have my money back? <laughs> if you're going to leave that theater, you got to leave like within the first 10 minutes or something. Then at that point, you're like, hey, I'll, I'll take 10 bucks out of the 15 since I watched it for 10 minutes. But the quality of the games in January matter to me because I watch the games, but they don't give a crap. They don't give a crap about Sean. They don't give a crap about Gerald. All they care about is us yapping about it for an hour and 10 minutes afterwards because they know we're watching all their stupid car commercials and their Viagra commercials, which I don't even need either one. So um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled at this point. Gerald? Uh, Back to you, Gerald. Uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it indeed. The Lakers fast break. Do you have any questions for us? I don't, I'm sure you probably have plenty after that. But if you have any questions or comments for us, always Lakers fast break wherever you get your social media. You're gonna see Sean, the Magic Man, trending on social media right there for you. 
TikTok, Instagram, and a new short right there for you on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications when we go live on the air or when we drop something real special right there for you at Lakers Fast Break. Joe, how many games are left? So Joe is going to calculate 31 games left. So how many can we say if LeBron and AD stay somewhat healthy for the rest of the way, how many do you think they're going to sit out? Five more? I'll predict 16 and 15 the rest of the way. And that's not going to get it done. Hmm. No, that'll leave the Lakers four games so under it's, 500. It's, it's January 30th eight, at 8.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm predicting the Lakers will finish the last 31 games 16 and 15. And don't ask, don't ask him to go ahead and put money 42. on it. That's based off of that's based off of the fact of what they've been doing the first um, fifty-one of those games. Well, what's re- what see what's really interesting, and um, it's not being talked about at all, and maybe it doesn't warrant much talk because they're going to do it anyway. But if if the Lakers finish exactly where they are then the Pelicans have a decision to make because if the Lakers pick is in the top three, then New Orleans has some decision to make because they already have a lottery pick in Zion Williamson. They are going to have to pay Daniels at some point. They already have Brandon Ingram. Now, not to dispute anything. They, I'll, if, I'll, if the Lakers hold on, if the La- I'll hold take on. those problems. Yeah. I'll take those if, problems. if the Lakers are in the lottery, they like they swap the pick. But again, the 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 issue is not being talked about enough that this team, eventually, as their NFL team is, is shown with the same ownership, eventually becomes cash strapped, and they they at times mismanage their assets. And all I'm saying is, is that if we do finish where Joe Soros says we're going to finish, that would slot us like around the seventh pick. So if, if that's the case, then that, you know, you're not getting Victor Wembayana, Gerald, you're getting a pretty good player, but you're not getting Victor Wembayana. And you're gonna have to likely pay that lo- that lottery pick a max contract. Well, that's something that we've talked about, Rugs, several times on this show. It's not just about the Lakers where they're finishing up and things of that nature. Can they make the playoffs? But how bad of a of a you know if they don't make the playoffs, how far up, how little of a chance can they get as far as up the food chain? with a percentage of not getting Victor Wembyama. If they get to 13th or 14th, just, you know, just inside the, the lottery where you don't have that great of a selection as compared to other, you know, choices that say in the top five, what's whatnot in a, in what is, you know, predominantly thought of as a good draft. I think that the Lakers do need to start thinking about that because if the Lakers consistently lose on the regular basis and Joe said it, you know, with what's upcoming, with 31 games left, you need to go ahead and make sure that you do what you can to try and give your team the best chance to win. So make some moves now, do what you can, but make sure you at least 
if you're going to finish out the playoffs, at least finish strong as you can, because there's no incentive for you to lose at this point in time. No, no, there, we've talked. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, there is no incentive to lose. There, there is no incentive to lose. There's no um, reason to understand why today happened because if one of the two of them played, the outcome would have been different. Now we could play woulda, coulda, shoulda all day. But the fact remains is that we, we talked about this, Gerald. It's foolhardy to think that because I sit out today, I'm going to feel better tomorrow. And that's going to mean I'm going to feel better in two weeks. That's great. But it doesn't necessarily translate to wins. There's no correlation to causation where you see a player rest and then the next week or 10 days, his team goes on some kind of obscene winning streak. There's, there's no relation to the two, uh, you know, but they'll use the, they'll use the, oh, well, you know, we're saving them for the stretch drive, the long run. Well, you know what, when you're almost at 30 games lost before the all-star game, you're at your stretch run. You've reached your stretch run at that point because you can't afford more than a handful of losses and maybe a couple more after that. But um, because in, in all likelihood, you probably need to get to at least 43, 44 wins if you want in top, inside the top six. So that would make mean that in 31 games, the Lakers would have to go 21 and 10. Is it, do, is it doable? Sure. Sure. I'm just not convinced. I, I don't, I don't see that happening from a defensive point of view offensively i think they could win 21 games i just don't think defensively they can win 21 games with the team they have right now well hassan the goal is always the championship for every team in the nba how they get there is different on how they yeah go we're, we're not one goal. move away we're we're three moves away right now one yeah. move two move three moves two yeah. to three but your guys have to play. There's only one team I've ever seen in my life that could turn it on. Meaning Kobe was out for three weeks, four weeks. He comes back. They don't freaking lose a game for four months. The, 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 those, those days, that it was an anomaly of anomaly. You will never see that. It happened twice in back-to-back seasons. And it's because of those reasons that Shaq didn't win more MVPs and there wasn't enough of a regular season kind of, you know, uh, they, they didn't care. They did not care, even though they still won 56 and 58 games in 01 and 02. They didn't care. They knew they were that good. Well, you had the modern-day Will Chamberlain and the – I know it's not technically modern because Jordan was still playing around that time – but you had the new Jordan all on the same team in their prime. You could get away with that with those two, but you cannot get away with it any – you've never been able to get away with it since, and you won't. There has to be, especially in today's NBA for sure, with the way how sophisticated scoring is and and and, and how teams are just – you give them you, – the, the, the Brooklyn Nets scored 10 points in like 67 seconds today. After we were up seven, I mean, it was like, it was a blink. It was a blink. 
We cannot turn it on. Okay. The Lakers have to make two and three acquisitions, whether it's in one trade, two trades, or three trades, and bring back players that understand their role, that can seamlessly come in, and then you have to have LeBron and AD play the rest of the year. You don't have that. You're going to finish mediocre or less than mediocre like you have. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong that you won't do that. I want to be proven wrong because I want the Lakers to win. But what you've shown me, what you've shown me is that you don't value playing and winning. Play and win. What difference does it make? Okay, you get injured and you're done. You're screwed either way. You might as well go out shooting. I picked the Lakers lower than anybody else, Joe, and I want to be proven wrong more than anybody. I want everybody to go ahead and you know say, "Oh, you were wrong. You were wrong, Gerald. You're wrong." The problem is, I'm not wrong. And then I, I got the Lakers you know, have issues, and they are. And, you know, there's there's this delusion too, and I want to I want to kind of revert, uh, kind of go back to the the chip on the shoulder thing. Uh, Sean, with all due respect, the chip on the shoulder thing is a lot of times a made up thing in people's heads, especially in sports. And to me, it always cracks me up. I, I, I think the last time I went, I went off about something like this it was Lamar Jackson in the NFL. Uh, there was this just nonstop talk about how no one gave this guy the do and all this. And he ended up winning the NFL. I'm like, hold on a second. You're talking about the guy who was rated one of the best football players coming into college, wins a Heisman Trophy, is a first-round draft pick, and won an MVP, and you're, you're, you're making this stuff up like he's some Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy? I think the delusion in that chip-on-the-shoulder thing, I think that's all kind of just fake stuff to motivate people, motivate Joe. themselves. Joe, have you heard the uh, the saying "so hard done by"? Negative. Okay, that it's it's a very it's a very Canadian term. It's. Oh, uh, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it I I I, uh, I understand what you're saying, but uh, we'll just have to agree to disagree with that. I, I, you know, the sports thing. You you you're you're probably right about that, but as far as life's concerned, um. You know, I remember, I remember uh, from a beautiful mind, John Nash uh, said, "Yeah, I had a b- very balanced childhood. My parents made sure I had a chip on both shoulders." Um, so it's 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 a mentality more so than anything else, sir. It's it's the the idea that just because life has taken a giant squat over you doesn't mean that you can't wipe yourself off, get up, and try and do it all over again. That's that's what having a chip on your shoulder is. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Joe, you know, you heard it, man. You heard it from Sean right there. It's 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 the it's also another subject that always kind of cracked me up was people's delusion on their upbringing and how you always notice that someone's always trying to prove that they came up hard. You know, <laughs> they came from some, some place where they were hardened. Right. So one time I got irritated by the discussion and I said something, and this is true too. I said, look, I grew up in a nice town, safe, 
not a lot of bad stuff, middle class, everything good, and I'll still whoop your ass. <laughs> so just don't don't tell me about your upbringing, okay? Enough of this already. I know where you I know where you came from, by the way. Okay, it wasn't that bad. And <laughs> I mean, it's just this nonsense, this this fakeness, and of course, social media in the, in the last decade and, and a half has gotten you know has, you know made that a, a thing. Uh, but the Lakers right now, you can sit there and you can tell me all the chip on the shoulders. They'll win a couple games, and all of a sudden you'll start hearing, see, guys, see, you didn't believe in us. No, 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 no. I don't believe in what I'm watching. It's there. You're not showing me. You need to show me. Show me that you guys want to play and win. You're not showing me that. You're not showing me that you don't want to play Mistake smart free and, basketball. You, you know, and, and again, I, I just like to point point out something kind of ironic here. And need and needs to be pointed out because his name is not brought up enough when we talk about this crap, and it should be. And that's Allen Iverson. Now at times I get grief for having my uh, number three Sixers uh, hoodie on on the Lakers fast break, and Gerald has every right to do that. This is his show. Gerald's the judge. He makes the rules, and if he doesn't like it, he's going to say something about it. But I will say this. Since Wilt Chamberlain, since Wilt freaking Chamberlain, there's only been one player who's averaged over 40 minutes a game playing his entire career. That was Allen freaking Iverson. He showed up. Sure, he wasn't the most efficient player. Neither was Kobe. But they both showed up. They both played 40 minutes. They both gave it their all. And that's not talked about enough. That's not talked about enough. Certain guys just happen to understand that you need to make yourself available for the general public. Michael Jordan understood this. Magic Johnson understood this. Larry Bird understood this. For God's sakes, Larry Bird broke his back building his mother a driveway by himself. He broke his back doing that, and he still showed up for the public, even though he should have been retired on a beach somewhere. And a lot of these guys do have issues. Your knee's sore. I get it. Your quad's upset. I get it. Your Achilles is bothering you. All right. But you're taking time off for a mental health day. Do you know how many people working their asses off right now want to take a mental health day? A lot of people. Most people can't afford to take a mental health day off. And, Gerald, we're just getting to the point where a lot of this is just coasting. It's just... Yeah, I don't feel like it. So why don't you just why don't you just write something in your in your notebook and say I can't go tonight? It, it that that's what it's coming to. It, it's it it really it makes me mad, man. I love this game. I love this game. I don't have many passions in life. Basketball is one of them, and slowly but surely, it's being ethered. It's being ethered. The officiating. The sitting out, the drama, it's just being ethered out of me. It's hard to watch. 
it I'm is done. hard to watch. I'm done. You're done. Okay. All right. Joe, any final thoughts? Because Sean's done. Couldn't have ended it better. I think that that's a nice button to the show. And pretty sure that we're going to be seeing AD and LeBron play tomorrow. And we're going to hope that there's a W at the end of the game. There better be. That's all I say is there better be at MSG tomorrow. Because when you take a day off and you don't win, especially after what happened in Boston, how angry they were and how mad that they were and how we thought that might lead to a really angry team coming out tonight. I was hoping to see a lot more. They were so angry. They decided to sacrifice a win. If LeBron and AD play tonight, we win tonight. Zanger sciences. That's Sean. I said it. You have all the money and you can have your mental therapy every day while playing. Most people can't afford it. This is true. Most people don't have these things in life that these players do, but you know what, as long as this, trend towards load management continues so we're going to have to go through many more days like this it's just unfortunate when the lakers don't see the forest from the trees a lot of times because they're five games back right now in the way you know as far as from 500 much less the western conference where they still sit in 13th place you have four teams in the nba not conference four two in each conference that are essentially out of the playoffs it's 26 teams that have a chance at making the playoffs. If you think the trade deadline, this blew up a little bit in, in, in Adam Silver's face. I'm going to be, I mean, he needs to probably go back and look at this again. Yeah, he had good ratings for the, uh, the play-in, but he destroyed free agency and destroyed the trade deadline, which were the two areas he had the NFL beat. He had he needs an edge. To, he had an edge trading deadline and definitely free agency. You need to get that back. If you're going to let these guys, because they did all this to stop te- players from moving teams, right? That was the the point, right? You made it worse. You made it worse. You actually made it worse, NBA. You need to fix this problem. Otherwise, we're still going to watch the game and complain about it. And that's what we do better than anybody else on the best post game that's out there for Lakers coverage, including the best Lakers chat room that's out here at the Lakers fast break. Richie says Lakers need to get Stephen Curry. Oh, I'm sure every team would love to say that right about now, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Wish it was, but yeah, I don't think that's going to be the case, but Guys, it's been great. Uh, 90 minutes. I do want to say a special thank you for everyone that came on the Boston show. That was one of our highest rated shows in quite some time. Truly cannot thank everyone enough for the response to that show. And this one is still very strong as well. Hopefully it'll be even stronger tomorrow as the Lakers head into MSG Madison Square Garden to face off. Well, hopefully the facial recognition that James Dolan has installed in MSG won't hold them back from getting inside the arena. But if they are allowed in the arena, they'll go ahead and face off against the Knicks. Any thoughts on the game tomorrow? LeBron and AD with facial recognition and all, we'll, you know, they'll be back. Better win. Win and then win some more. Oh, Mr. DC Fitted wants our quick thoughts on Darvin Ham before we head on out. Darvin Ham is a rookie coach struggling to harness a fractured roster with two stars that are fractured 
below the waist. Well, right now, Ham is just somebody who's just got to learn the ropes. I would have thought he would have come in more prepared, being that he's an assistant coach for so many years. But it's I, the old adage, I, you know, when you slide the chair over, when you slide over on the bench, it's a whole different story. No, Go there ahead. needed to be there needed to be. I I think he needs he needs a stronger staff. That's what he needs. He needed not to be the Laker coach. This is the wrong job for him. He needed to go to Sacramento. He needed to go to Orlando. He needed to go to a team where the pressure wasn't on him. He can use what he's learned in the last decade and change and really play and coach relaxed around a bunch of guys that will likely listen to him. This is not the team. This team doesn't really respect Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham has done some good things. You've seen a better, more fluid offense versus last year with Frank Vogel. And you, you see some defense there. It's just not consistent, and the guys are not – and he's not really holding anyone accountable except on occasion Russell Westbrook when he's not playing in crunch time. Like that's probably the one thing I will give him uh, props is that he has been able to sit Russell Westbrook during those crunch time times and not have Russell Westbrook really kind of go off. It's not the right team for him. The Lakers needed a either a guy that was fresh who had a who had a system that was just going to resonate. Someone who's kind of a you, McDaniel you know, type in Miami for for the for the Dolphins, like that kind of guy, right? But there, there really, really, I don't know if there really was anyone like that. I don't know, and I don't. Yeah, yeah, but okay. Z's talking about how when you played well on the inside, but what is he doing taking two to three outside three point shots during the game? Your offense has him sitting out in the corner. That's absolutely mind boggling, crazy. Yeah, your assistant, your assistant should be letting you know this is a bad idea. I know what his percentage is as far as for the season. I did look it up. But the guy shoots less than one three-pointer game on average. And you and I know Wenyon is not a three-point shooter. He should be on the inside what he did early on in that game when he scored, what, nine points, seven, seven to nine points in a row? That's yeah. what he's best at. That's where he needs to be. And, and the way this team continually finds bad shots in the offense, especially in the half court, is a lot of that has to be due to Ham and the way he sets things up. So that these are things that hopefully he'll learn in years down the road. But the Lakers can't be a learning stop for you. They can't be just a stop where oh, it's a it's a nice first time for you to coach, and then you could go coach better somewhere else. We've got to have someone that can help us coach and win right away. Yeah, well, uh, you know, putting Rue at center was uh, a bit confusing. And an uh, interesting choice, mind you. Um, yeah, I get it. He he hasn't had the right rotations. Fair enough. Does he overanalyze certain things? Fair enough. Is he not uh, time? Is he not uh, tactful with his timeouts? As Gerald has pointed out, fair enough. But the problem is, we 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 want to give him the benefit of the doubt, like Joe was saying. It's just there. Are, the tally, like it's being, it's heavily favored in the things he's not doing well in right now. We've seen several times a season where he's gotten out coached. And that's again, the, maybe the experience again, when you slide over on the bench, 
to the big chair. Allowing the Clippers to jump out to, you know, the 20 point lead that they did. And then you allow the trailblazers to, to come out and go up 26 on you. And if you come back from that, but you know, Gerald, you know, eventually, uh, you know, the dog eventually sprays the hydrant once in a while, but it, it just seems in the past at least 10 games, it looks like Darvin Ham has uh, allowed the Lakers to uh, just co- go down 20 points like that. And Joe's right, and a lot of other observers are right. A 20-25 point lead isn't what it used to be in the NBA anymore. But it still is when you're in when you're in the crypto.com arena and the Lakers don't have any shooting to bail themselves out of that jam. And that's 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 now it's we were worried about it creeping in. Well it's crept in and now it's just it's like taking a bath with us. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers, unfortunately, do fall tonight, this evening, 121 to 104. They're now, again, 23 and 28, still 13th in the Western Conference. Guys, they need to go ahead and turn things around, and it needs to start right now, tomorrow, at MSG. Any last thoughts, Joe and Sean, before we head on out? Uh, Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I'm just hoping tomorrow they wake up with – a refreshed attitude and decide to win the game, maybe play and win the game. That, that would be, that would be perfectly acceptable. Now the Knicks are very, not a very good team. They're not bad team. They're not going to roll over tomorrow. It's not going to be an easy win. Well, we'll see Joe. Any last thoughts? I just would hope that LeBron and AD are engaged tomorrow and the team. Uses... I, that didn't mean the way it sounded, but yeah. I hope they're focused on winning tomorrow. And I hope that the guys who played tonight took this loss as a wasted opportunity when they were, when they had a lot of momentum until they blew it up in their face. So many wasted opportunities. But we're 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 this is this is the third month we've been doing this. Yeah. And we're about to go into the fourth month. I'm I'm over talking about a C minus team. I'm, Time I'm here. is running out. C minus it's a C minus team. And their mindset is probably D my D plus. The coach is okay. Management has 11 days, 12 days here to do something. Do something that shows that you care about winning this year. And you're talking about a season in the NBA that is about as parodied as I've ever seen it. And if you can somehow catch lightning in a bottle with with the right players... It has to include Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly off this team by February 10th. If that does not happen, you will not make the playoffs this year. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. 
please, if you haven't already, please like this video and subscribe. Do whatever you can to support us. It is greatly appreciated as we need all the help we can get. It helps us grow into something bigger and much better that we can for you as an ultimate production right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Just so tremendous having you aboard. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back tomorrow for the playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break live watch party for the Lakers as they head into Madison Square Garden. And then following that is the best Lakers post game that's around right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Zangerstein, also as well, Mr. DC Fitted, of course, everybody else that's out there, Eduardo, Richard, everybody that was a great part of what we were doing tonight. Thank you so much, Richie. Great names in the chat, as always. Howard Hill, great to have you back, sharing your thoughts. Truly appreciate it. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow night. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for watching and listening, and we'll be back tomorrow right here, hopefully for a win at MSG. Facial recognition aside, I know that Sean and Joe will be banned now after what I heard earlier today, but that's okay. Hopefully the Lakers will be led at MSG for a victory right here at the Lakers. Battle.